So tell me if this sounds familiar. Say you're walking through a grocery store or, you know, wherever you may be, and you see an old friend or old acquaintance or whoever it may be, and y'all talk for a little bit, catch up, and, you know, a quick little five-minute talk, and then you say, hey, we should hang out sometime. And y'all both say, oh, yeah, that would be so great. And then you both kind of look at each other, talk about how you have each other's numbers, you can stay in touch, and then you say have a nice day and go on with your day. You probably, within 10 minutes, forgot everything about that except that you saw that person. Maybe later on in the day, you are talking to someone, and you say, hey, I saw so-and-so, but when it comes to the let's hang out, it never happens. And no one really expects it to happen. It's just kind of one of those things you say when you see someone you haven't seen in a while. So with that in mind, on the flip side, think about how often this is said from us as believers and Christians, where we see a friend or just a person in general who's down and out or has some sort of issue going on, and we talk to them, figure out what's going on, and then we say these words, I'll pray for you. I'm sure many of us believers have said that, and I would say, me personally, I'm trying to get better about it, but maybe only 50% of the time do I actually pray for them. Um, I kind of, and I would say a lot of us, go on with our day, and by the time, you know, 10 minutes pass from when we talk to that person, we kind of forget that we were told them we'd pray for them. So what I wanted to talk about today is just being more intentional in our prayers and having a better prayer life. Um, you know, we're called to pray for one another, and we need to be more proactive in how we actually pray for someone. Because with those two aforementioned scenarios in mind, you know, when you tell a friend you've been seeing forever, hey, let's hang out sometime, no one's going to follow up. No one's feelings are really hurt. Sometimes some one of the people may think that, hey, they were going to hit me up and then it never happens. But both parties are kind of at fault. But there's no real consequence for us saying, I'll pray for you, and then not praying for them. It's not like we hit the person up and say, hey, by the way, I didn't pray for you. You know, that would be ridiculous if someone said something like that. So there's no real consequence. There's no real fear in just putting off this person's anguish or whatever by saying, I'll pray for you. But we need to be far more proactive in this praying for you. So the, the parable of two sons came to my mind when I was thinking about this. It's Matthew 21, 28 through 32. It says, What do you think? A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. So to sum up basically what this parable is saying is, is that God likes it when we take action rather than what we are saying in our words. So we could not tell someone we're going to pray for them and go and pray for them. I guarantee you God's going to appreciate that far more than if we tell someone we're going to pray for them 
And then we just go about our lives, forget we even had that conversation with someone. So we need to just be far more intentional because that's what God's called us to do. He's not called us to just act like we're great Christians, you know. He's asked, He's called us to actually be active in how we pray for one another, how we, you know, share the gospel with one another. Like all these things are things we are called to do. So I know that for a lot of us, though, prayer might not be an easy thing. So I just wanted to like go over kind of some things to start a prayer life to where you can be intentional and proactive with these things. Because for most of us, myself included, especially early on in my Christian walk, praying with someone or praying for someone was not something I thought about doing much, especially praying with someone in the moment. That was not something I would ever do. I would tell them I'd pray for them and go on with my day. I probably wouldn't even tell them that early on, honestly. So here's just some things, you know, I wanted to go over. So why is it important to have a prayer life? You know, prayer is literally talking to God, giving him what's on our heart, letting him know who we care for, why we care for them, and why in the same way he loves someone, we love them. We want God to know what's on our heart, and he already knows what's on our heart. But to confirm that with our actions of prayer, that's volumes larger. I know prayer, for a lot of people, we don't have the right idea of how prayer can be. I know for me, when I first started my walk, prayer was not something I was good at because the people I saw who prayed were pastors, preachers, leaders of some sort in the church, and as I'm sure we all know they are great prayers. They can have long-winded prayers, five, ten minutes long even sometimes, where not a single detail is missed. And when that is our example of prayer, it's not a bad example, but it's not a realistic example for those of us who are learning how to pray, how to, like just trying to start out with prayer. So think about it like this. You want to start out with baby steps. You know, an athlete say someone's playing basketball and they've never even touched a basketball before, you're not just going to throw them in a game. First, you're going to teach them how to dribble and walk and dribble the ball and so forth. And they keep getting, getting higher and higher in their skill until they can play the game. So that's how we need to look at our prayers. Don't start off trying to do some five, 10 minute long prayer. If you don't know how to pray, just start with something simple. And I think the easiest way to start out with prayer is the prayer Jesus gave us, the Lord's Prayer. You know, it's very famous. And that's Matthew 6, 9 through 13. I'll read it. It says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So that's the prayer Jesus gave us. I don't know how long, I'm not looking at a watch of how long that took to say, but it was surely only a few seconds. So all of us can manage to say a few second long prayer. And just for an example of when I started praying, you know, like I said in this first episode, which you all hopefully have listened to, um, when I first regave my life to Christ, I didn't really know how to pray because growing up, the only time I really prayed was when I was afraid or absolutely wanted something. And those prayers were not really prayers. They were more of me negotiating with God saying like, Hey, I'll quit doing 
XYZ if you let XYZ happen kind of thing, which a lot of people probably have had that mindset at some point in their life, especially in their younger lives. It's just how things are. So when I first regained my life to Christ, to start out with praying, I didn't know what to really do. I didn't really have friends around me who were Christian and who could help guide me in that. So what I did was every day around three o'clock or so, because that's when I had time, I would just walk away from everything and say the Lord's Prayer because it was a start. And I knew it was something that we were commanded to save. Because, I mean, let's break down the Lord's Prayer. It says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That line right there. It's saying, hallowed be your name. God, you are holy. Your name is holy. Our Father in heaven. It says where he's at. It says that we understand that our true Father is not here on earth. It is, he is somewhere far better than earth. Next line, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. With that, we're saying, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in heaven, I mean, I've never been there, obviously, but from what we're told about it, it's perfect up there. It, there's no pain. There's no fear. There's no doubts. So we're in this prayer asking God to give us that sense of relief here on earth that your kingdom be here on earth with us in the same way that it is in heaven, with no fear, no grief, and all of our troubles laid on God and trusting that he will be in control of everything. Next day, give us this day our daily bread. So that's just simple, saying, give us the nourishment we need to go on with the day. Give us the mental nourishment, the physical nourishment, all the nourishments we need to do today. And forgive us our debts as also as we also have forgiven our debtors. So every single one of us sins. If you say you don't, you're lying, which is a sin. <laughs> so we need forgiveness always. But on that, we should also be forgiving others. Because if we want to have true forgiveness, we have to be willing to live as Christ did and forgive others. And then the last line, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I know... Me personally, I'm tempted with a lot of things I wish I wasn't. And I pray daily for God to bring me out of my temptations and deliver me from my sinful, evil life. So that prayer right there, the whole thing, just is everything we could truly ask for from God. You know, we don't need, like I said, a 10-minute long prayer. We just need that. And if we're saying it from our heart and understanding what it means, that's more than enough for God. He'll... He'll work out what we really mean because he knows our hearts better than we do. So also some things you can do to just be more proactive in your prayer. If you're starting out with prayer or something, it's just, you know, little things like saying prayers before your meals every day. Growing up, we didn't really pray before meals except on holidays, special occasions, or when the whole family was around or whatever. Most of the time we just ate the food. But that was something too when I first regained my life to Christ that I started doing was just praying before each meal. Got me in the habit of praying. And it was never a long prayer, and it still to this day isn't a long prayer. It's more of just, hey, God, thank you for giving me the means to have these food, have this food, to make this food, and I hope it's delicious because I think it's okay to pray for the food to be delicious. So just a simple little prayer. And then, you know, another easy way to get prayer more normal in your life is to just pray when you wake up 
and pray before you go to bed. If you start the day off in prayer, you're already starting the day off with your mind on God. And if your mind's on God, the world can't destroy you because he is above the world. He has conquered the world. He created the world. So if your mind and your heart is set on him from the moment you wake up, I promise you'll see a huge difference in your day. But if you do just simple steps like this to make prayer more part of your life, it'll be easier to actually follow through with the original thing when you say, I'll pray for you to someone. You'll remember that you told them that for one, and then you can go home or as you're walking away from them in that moment, as you're walking away, you know, we don't have to be bent over at an altar with our heads down for prayer to be a thing. You can be riding a roller coaster for crying out loud. And in the moment of that, pray. Every moment is a moment you can be praying. You don't have to put it off till later. You can just do it right then and there. And the more you pray, the better you get at it and the more comfortable you get with it. And then you can get to the point where instead of telling someone, I'll pray for you, you can just pray for them right there. And I promise that means so much to people, to believers and to non-believers. And in my personal experience, I've prayed in front of believers and it's, you know, just the thing we do. But on the flip side, I've prayed with non-believers and there are moments when they needed someone to be there with them, to talk to someone, someone to just hear them out. And even though they don't believe in God, they still appreciate that because they know that for someone like me who does believe in God, who is a Christian, that one of the highest things I can do for someone is to pray, to say that, hey, I don't have control over this. I can't fix this problem you have, but I know someone who can, and that's Jesus. So I'm going to, in this moment, stop and put this over into his hands and pray with you and for you. And I promise you, these people will appreciate that and they'll love you for it. So we just need to be more intentional of our prayers. Don't let prayer life be the, oh, I'll hit you up later of your life. Have prayer life be something that you're intentional with, purpose-driven with, and don't be afraid to do it. Just And if you are afraid, start off small. We don't have to have long-winded prayers. We don't have to have extravagant words with our prayers. You know, when you're a kid, at least when I was a kid, we always had the little prayer before bed, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray for to the Lord my soul to take. Amen. You know, as a kid, that's pretty much all I could say. But God knew what I meant. And he loved it. He loved hearing it. I, I promise you he did. So with that, I just want to encourage everyone to pray more. Make prayer more. Make prayer more of a part of your life. And just have it be something you're more intentional about. Don't wait for someone else to pray for someone. Don't hope that you'll remember to pray for someone later. Because with all that we have going on in this world around us, sometimes it's hard enough just to remember to put my shoes on in the morning. Like, if I don't make a grocery list, I'm going to forget whatever groceries I need. Guaranteed. If it's not on the list, I'm forgetting it. And if I can't even remember my groceries, which is the food I need to eat, how can I be expected to remember who to pray for at a later time? So that's why pray in the moment. Pray with the person. See the change in their life. See the change in your life. But this is just my talk on it, and I'm not a pastor. Thank you.